Uh, we are in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. We've been making our way here. We've been uh, into f- the fourth month that we are now uh, in, uh, and we're going we're gonna to finish by the first part of November, so uh, excited about that. There is an art gallery in Europe where there is a special painting that is titled Checkmate. On one side of the, the picture, uh, one side of the chessboard sits the devil. You can tell it's the devil. And he is full of laughter. His hand is reaching out, poised and ready to make the next move. On the other side of the chessboard, there sits a shaking, frightened young man. Sweat is on his forehead and one tear is on his cheek. The game is obviously near the end and the winner appears to be determined. One day, a great chess champion from another country came and visited this museum. He was completely enamored with this painting called Checkmate. In fact, while others in his group went on, he stayed behind. What minutes turned into hours, and he was overwhelmed by what he was looking at. Actually, he asked one of the curators there if they had a chess board that he could borrow. So they looked around and found him one, set a table up, and put it right underneath the picture. He set up the chess board exactly how it was designed in the painting. So he stood there for a long time, and then after a while, he began to yell to anybody what to hear. First he yelled, yes, yes. And then he began to speak to the young man that was in the painting. And he said, don't give up. You don't lose. You, you win. You still have a move. Have you felt like that with the devil sometimes? That fear and anxiety creeps into your life and you imagine the devil is preparing to perform his last move on your life your personal life, your marriage, your home, your health, your finances, a number of other areas. You know, whatever you've been dealing with, he's behind it. He's behind it. It's not just circumstances. Satan's confident laughter and swift moves are to bring you down, to break you down, and to steal your soul. See, the true believer in Christ who lives in a spirit-filled and a spirit-controlled life can be absolutely sure that you will be in spiritual war. The fight is a supernatural one against Satan, whose schemes are all around us and the systems of the world that we live in. The Lord provides his children with the strength and the tools to stand victorious against the enemy. I encourage you, Wipe the sweat from your brow. Dry those tears. You can do that because you have a champion who is on your side. A champion who knows how to guide your every move. As a matter of fact, this champion, Jesus Christ, has already made the final move on the devil, securing your victory forever. If you will live out your life in obedience to and in service to Christ, the remainder of your life lived out according to his directions and underneath his overarching rule, his kingdom agenda, you will claim victory in Christ. That 
is a guarantee. The great thing is that you, you don't have to earn that victory. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to figure it out for yourself. God has already given you everything you need in order to make you victorious in the path of your life, to let you live in triumph. See, here's the principle. You are not fighting for victory. He's already done that. You're fighting from victory. What a difference. That's a key spiritual posture for us to understand. We are victorious in this battle because he has already won it. He has already won. So we're, we're going to hear together these incredible words. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. What a word for us. See, this passage is about spiritual warfare in the life of the believer. We, we're going to spend three weeks looking at 6 verses 10 through 20. Uh, we should think about what, how we're going to live as the day approaches, as we recognize the truth of this incredible scripture. And I'll just tell you right up front what the desire is. Now, these next couple of weeks, we're going to look specifically at these pieces of armor and what, what their role is. But these first three verses, they're really about your mindset. Because if you don't get your mind right, if your heart is not right, you cannot experience the victory that God wants you to have. The devil will trick you. He will deceive you. He will keep you discouraged. He will keep you feeling overwhelmed and bearing down with his deceitfulness against you. But you can have the mind of this guarantee that God has given to you. Uh, so what I want to do is kind of give you some little sort of introductory ideas so that you can begin to think about your faith, your mind, your posture spiritually in dealing with the enemy. Number one, this scripture is not an outdated antique word. It is ageless. You know, I think people think about a scripture like this quite differently. Some people, some people love this kind of um, military line. You know, it's probably your favorite movie is probably Braveheart, you know, or some, something like that, or um, one, one, of those, one of those films. Um, you know, we, that, that kind of gets your attention. You think about um, military. Uh, some other people, you know, think that uh, Christians are crazy when we think about this kind of armor and military-like language. But Paul is talking about this battle between the spirit and evil around us. Um, when people try to make all of our problems psychological or relational or even, oh my, political, right? You know, those aren't the real problems, right? There's the work of the enemy underneath all these things that is creating what is happening. 
So this is not an antique word. This is an ageless uh, word. And how do I know that? I know that because we recognize that humanity has not changed. Humanity has not changed. Our spiritual needs have not changed. And the evil one is still active among us. He's just as active as he was in the Garden of Eden. Believers in Ephesus and believers today here have the same need for Christ and his mighty power. Number two, this scripture is not wild or um, out of nowhere. This is not wild and ridiculous. It is rooted in the word of God, rooted in the word of God. What that means is that Paul just didn't dream up this imagery. I've heard sermons where it says that he was standing by a Roman soldier and he saw all the pieces. I'm not saying that's not uh, part of the truth, but what I want you to know is that this truth is all throughout scripture. Exodus chapter 15 says, the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who proclaim peace, who bring good news of good things and proclaims salvation, who says to the people of God, your God reigns. Isaiah, righteousness will be a belt around your waist. He will make your words sharp like a sword. You hid me in the shadow of your hand and made me like a sharpened arrow. Can't you see that Paul understood that the word of God is teaching this expression of victory over the enemy. And it resonates uh, as the Bible proclaims that the king of kings is the one in whom we, we find our strength. Number three, the scripture is not uh, just weird and out of nowhere. It is a brilliant God-given conclusion. Notice he says here, uh, finally, he is offering us like our, the last word. This is the final word that he offers to us. You know, he's talked to us about all these other concepts in Ephesians. And then he says, finally, here, here's the, the thing that I want you to know. And he comes to this incredible conclusion where he reminds us that we are uh, to put on these Christ-like virtues, that we are to put on. He's already talked about that, hadn't he, in Ephesians. Put it on, put on the new self. Be imitators of God. Put on the full armor of God. So we are remembering that we are in a critical battle and God is offering to us. Remembering that we are not just memorizing some words on a page about armor. We are praying and we are seeking God. We are recognizing who we are in him and we are living consistently, having our mindset on the victory that he has offered to us. Last, this scripture is not out of touch with today. It is informed and transforming. What Paul does here is takes us from a moral perspective that he's been talking to us about to a cosmic perspective. We realize that below the surface, there's an unseen spiritual battle that is raging. See, we recognize that we are at war and we are talking today about our posture. So what's your posture as a Christian? You know, you can, um, you can have a posture that's lazy. I'm not calling any names, you know. But you can, you can know a lot of things about God and about Christ. You can know some of these truths. You can even know, you've heard this before. 
but do you live it out with the victory? Do you live it out with a desire and a, uh, to walk with Christ, to follow the, the patterns that he has given to us? So he's encouraging us. Don't be, um, you know, don't be uninterested. Uh, recognize that God is with us. Almighty God is with us, and he has given us the victory. So we recognize that we are in spiritual warfare. We are in spiritual warfare. If you don't believe that, the devil has every chance to get you and to bring you down. And that's his desire, is to take your soul. This is a real battle with a real enemy, and that impacts your mindset, meaning how you live your life and your posture. You need to understand that we are at war. Now, I'm not talking about a war on terrorism or a war with some, in, uh, some particular in criminals. I mean, you are in battle against the enemy of your soul. And you can't outrun him. You can't outsmart him. The only way to deal with him is to stand in Christ against him and to fight against him. If you try to run, he'll take you down. He'll destroy you if you try to do it in your own strength. We come together with the armor of God. God has equipped us with everything we need to battle Satan. God has given us armor, but it's up to us to put it on, to follow his ways, to trust in him, to realize what he, is, what he has come to teach us. So it affects our mindset as we recognize that we are in a spiritual battle. It is unseen, but it is, uh, takes place in the spiritual realm uh, all around us. We recognize that our enemy is not other people. Notice he says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly realms. What is he talking about? He's saying, uh, your problem is not other people around you. See, I know you walked in here thinking, man, if he would just act better. If I could just get them straightened out. If this situation would change, then I would, I'd be better. Everything would be all right. Well, maybe, but the problem is not those people. The problem is not that person. The problem is the enemy against you. Here's what I hear all the time. Somebody's praying about something and they're struggling and it seems like they're, they're just praying for God to break through that. You know what happens? God answers your prayer and helps you through some situation. And then you know what? Something else comes up. You thought you had it all worked out, thought all that was going to make the difference, and it won't be long. There he is again. See, it's not just the people that you hang out with. Sorry. <laughs> it's the enemy that's after your soul. Every one of you here. See, we believe that. as Do you believe that, right? You know that we're not just rolling along, waiting and hoping to get to heaven and having a few problems along the way. No, the devil's after you. The devil wants you to go to hell. The devil wants you to give up your commitment to Christ because he knows that's the only way. It won't be your own strength. He promises that Christ promises that he will be with us in this attack against us. You know, Satan, you know, he, he, he's sly. He's deceiving. You know, I never saw Satan walk up with a name tag and say, hey, my name's Satan. I'm going to destroy you. 
and your marriage and your family and your children and your reputation and your integrity and everything that's good in your life. And when you get finished, you're going to end up in hell with me. You know, if he, if he said that, we just say get lost. But he doesn't appear that way. He comes like a serpent came to Eve in the garden with a simple question to cause us to doubt God's goodness. He comes as an angel of light talking about tolerance and telling us that no need to be uptight or judgmental or serious about our morality. He comes with the insinuation that we've been mistreated, that we are, have a right to be angry and hurt. He whispers, go ahead, just go ahead, be bitter. You know, he tries to get us to think about anything else other than the evil that is coming against us. We recognize that our battle is not against humans, but it's against wickedness that comes through the enemy. Verse 12 teaches us that there are various kinds of demonic spiritual powers of evil uh, around us. They are numerous. He mentions principalities and powers and rulers and authorities. All of those are different expressions of the way evil comes into the life of the believer. They are powerful. It's not Casper the friendly ghost. You know, I saw him on commercials the other day. I thought he was long gone, you know. Now, we're not just talking about a little spirit being that is playing tricks on us. Demons are real, and they aren't on your side. They are wicked. They have no moral code. They live only to do the devil's bidding. They are opposed to all that is good and holy and right, and they are clever. Paul speaks about schemes, diabolical plans. Do not be deceived into thinking the demons are stupid. They are morally corrupt, and they've been working for centuries to figure out how to get you. They know your ways. They know, your, they know how you deal with things. They know what upsets you, whatever you've demonstrated, and they push all those right buttons just to get your attention and to draw you away from Christ. We are given three specific imperatives, commands, that direct our spiritual posture. Notice what these are. I'll give them all three to you. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Take your stand against the devil's schemes. He says, be strong. You know, Christianity is not a religion for sissies or people who just want an easy road. I've met so many people that said, Pastor, I thought my life was going to be great after I came to Christ. Well, the devil wasn't bothering you before then. Why? He knew he had you already. But when you gave your life to Christ, he got busy. And he, it becomes difficult. Sometimes it's hard. Uh, haven't, haven't you felt like sometimes that you, you just thought your life was going to be, you know, this is not heaven. You're not going to have a perfect life here. The devil's doing anything he can to cause you to stumble and to fall. You got to be strong, but not just strong in yourself, strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I listened, listened to somebody the other day. I was talking to them and I had this similar kind of conversation so many times, you know, somebody that, uh, that's gifted, that has talents that are able to do things, but the devil has got them discouraged. It's one, it's one, of, their, one of his main things, right? And so I'm listening to all this, and they're down, and they're discouraged, and, and I'm not upset with them. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sitting there, and I'm holding back as long as I can, Irene. I just, I hold back as long as I can. 
and there's, there's depression and there's sadness. And, and then I, want, I just I want to say to them, who are you listening to? Like, you can listen to all them silly voices out in the world around you. Just nod your head. You do it, right? You listen to all those voices out there that cause you to be down and discouraged. Or, you know what I told her? I said, you just listen to me. You know what? I said, what have I been telling you? I mean, for as long as we've known each other. And I just go down the list. Here I go. You know, I'm not speaking new truth. I'm just telling you the same old stuff about who you are in Christ and what difference Christ can make in you. And you're out there listening to all this garbage that the world and other people are telling you. You got to listen to Jesus. Amen. He offers us, he says, be strong, not in the strength that you can maintain and you can come up with on you. No, it's inside. It's that spirit of Christ that is dwelling inside of you. And that rises up. In, man, you can get happy about that right there. So, because you know that he's giving you strength. He didn't make it where you had to come up with it on your own. He didn't say, how strong are you going to be? He said, just be strong. Just be strong in the strength of his might that is within. You see, Christ cannot fail. Amen? Christ cannot fail. It's not about me and whether I fail. It's about him. And I take his word for it. And I believe and I listen to that voice. And I recognize what the trouble is or what the difficulty is. But I take up the divine armor of God and march out into battle knowing that God has offered us the victory. Be strong in the Lord and in the power, the strength of his mighty power. Praise God. Secondly, he says, put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. And we're going to talk about the how. You know, I, I noticed that he says this different, several times here. This time he doesn't go into the detail about the armor. He just says, get your mind right. Get your heart right. When you get up and you live out your day tomorrow, put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. You know, the armor of God is not just about each one of those individual pieces. It's really about what each piece covers. We'll talk about this in detail next week. But recognizing what Christ is trying to do to protect you and even to give you offensive ability over against uh, the enemy. Are you wearing the armor? Are you? See, that's part of posture. See, sometimes you, thought, you think about the armor of God when the pastor preaches on it or when it shows up in your devotional book. You know, it's every day, every day, the devil is after you. Every day, put on. Put it on. Wear that armor. Recognize. And once again, I'm not just thinking about something physical, but something within you that says, I'm okay today. <laughs> I can be strong today. Not because I feel good. Not because I got it all figured out. But I know he is with me. He lives within me. And I'm putting on the full armor of God. And then he says, take your stand. Take your stand against the devil's schemes. You know, he doesn't say, uh, prop your feet up on the, on the stool there or, you know, get in the little lazy boy. You know, I'm not, I'm not against, you know, relaxing in the lazy boy. But I'm talking about what's going on inside of you. Take your stand. You know, if you get off balance, it's very easy to push you over. So you got to put your feet down. You've got to have a solid foundation of your relationship with Christ, standing for him. See, 
we are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. If you don't get anything else out of this sermon, that idea in your mind will transform your living. If you recognize that you're not just fighting to be able to make it, you're not just doing the best that you can. Don't you hear people say that all the time? I'm doing the best I can. Not me, man. I'm doing the best that Christ can because he's working in me. Man, if I got to do the best I can, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work out very well, right? Come on. Don't leave me out here. So. What does Christ do with the strength that he gives? We are fighting from a perspective that the battle has already been won. We recognize that the victory uh, is mine. We sing that song sometimes. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Uh, I love that. It's already happened. He has promised uh, that the the impact, the schemes of the devil against us remind us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. We know who the enemy is. You don't take him lightly. We take up God's armor and we are ready to enter the battle. You fight in God's strength and you will not be defeated. Praise his name. So here's how we're going to close. Uh, what is your decisive, intentional mindset, posture for the spiritual battles uh, that, that you are facing? See, this war is different than other wars because of the magnitude and the scope and what is happening within us. It's a spiritual battle, and we have to have a spiritual champion to help us to gain strength over the enemy. So we're going to uh, celebrate this victory. Um, you know, I know what victory looks like, right? I've seen you when you're happy. I see you when your team wins or when something great happens or that check comes or something great happens and you just can't wait to tell. You know, you, the, vic the victories happen there. You know, but here, here we sit, you know. Y'all sure quiet <laughs> in a victory. Do you know that you are victorious? That the victory is yours? Whatever you're dealing with, whatever the difficulty, you can be strong in him. He will make, you are guaranteed the victory. If you, do you know you're, you have the victory? The victory that Christ is on, no matter what the struggles might be, you can overcome it, not because of your strength. You know, when Christ is working on your marriage or hurting you or something is difficult going in your life, you are strong in him. You have the victory. All of you have the victory in him. Every one of us has, let's stand up. How about a little celebrating? We want to celebrate him. To... All right. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to finish with this prayer. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to write prayers that you can, that I, that's why I print them out. So you can take them home, work with them, pray them over and over again. But what I told you at the beginning here is this is about how I'm thinking about things. This is not just about armor here. This is about recognizing that my mind and my posture are focused on what Christ has done. He has won the battle. Therefore, I have the victory. Praise his name. So this, this prayer, uh, we're going we're gonna to say it together. It's on the page if you have one there. Uh, if you don't want to talk out loud, that's fine. If you want to say it with me, you're welcome. We're going to pray this prayer. Along the way, I'm going to say, say amen, all right? So uh, you got a good voice there. Uh, make sure you say amen because you're agreeing together. We're agreeing together about the victory. And then as soon as we uh, take 
as soon as we pray this prayer together, we are going to take communion and then we're going to sing a song that is going to tell Christ, remind us of who we are in him. Okay, you know it's okay to pray with your eyes open, right? So, all right. So here, let's pray this prayer. Jesus, I need your supernatural power to stand strong and not surrender to the attacks of the devil brings against me. Physical force won't help because you have said the weapons of our warfare are different from those in this world. As believers, ours are powerful and can diminish strongholds and lies. These supernatural weapons originate from you. By your precious name and blood, Jesus, I'm asking you to confuse Satan and cancel his attempts to shut me and my influence down. Say amen. 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 Help me not to become discouraged or to give in when heavy times of testing come. When I'm tired and weak, you are strong, Lord, and you are my only source of help. I cannot fight without you. Say that again. I cannot fight without you. Teach me to pray and to trust you to pull down those strongholds that keep me and others helpless. Guard me from isolation that leaves me exposed and vulnerable. I believe you destroyed the power of my enemy by your death and resurrection. Say amen. amen. But my enemy keeps showing up, whispering lies, twisting the truth, attempting to inflate my selfish pride. He never gives up. I am declaring the devil and his demons liars today, Lord. Say amen. amen. Through the power of your precious name and blood, I agree with your word and the truth that you are in me and that you are greater than my enemy who wants to rule the world. I have victory in Jesus. Amen. amen. I have set my mind and my posture from a place of victory in Jesus. Strengthen my faith. Forgive my sins so that I may be clean in your righteousness. Make me brave so I can stand and fight the spiritual battles in my life and in our world. Give me your wisdom and discernment so I won't be caught off guard. Together, Lord, we will win because in truth, you already have. Say amen. amen. I will be strong, put on the armor, and take my stand in the victory I have in you, Jesus. In Jesus' powerful name, say it. Amen. Praise God. We come together here at the table. We come to this table because this is the place that Christ reminds us of the victory that we've attained. You ever, you ever go to dinner or have a special meal? You know, somebody's done something great. Somebody's accomplished something in the family. Something beautiful has happened. Even, even reception sometime. Aren't those victory dinners? You come to the table and say, whoo, 
we won. We did it. It's accomplished. God has helped us. Those are, those are great moments. That's what this moment is. We put our feet under the table where he has come and offered himself on our behalf. And so communion, it's like celebration dinner. Remember that he has won the victory. As we take this today, I just wanna, I just wanna ask you something. Maybe you're watching online. You know, the pandemic has been a, a difficulty. A friend and I the other day were talking about how people have drifted. You know, I, I don't know where people are, but the pandemic has had an effect on a lot of people that haven't been able to come to church or maybe uh, we're watching online and now can't watch anymore. I, I've, I have different, different family members that I know are worried about loved ones that have kind of lost their way. You know, coming to this table reminds us, let's come back to Christ. Let's come back to Christ. The enemy cannot have you. Can I just say that? The enemy cannot have you. You know, the Bible over and over says things like, you know, you know. What he's saying is, you, you already know. You're not just waiting on somebody. You know, you know you've drifted. You know you've wandered away. You know that he's gotten, gotten you trapped up in some stuff that, that you thought was long ago. And now here you are again. Come on back. Come on, come to the table. Come to the table and realize the victory has been accomplished. You're not working on it, trying to figure it out for yourself. This bread says he gave his body. He sacrificed himself so that you could have victory. We're gonna eat this piece of bread in remembrance that Christ died for us and provided the victory. Let's eat together. His blood was shed on your behalf. You know, today is Worldwide Communion Sunday. That means that people all over the world, billions of people today are taking communion and thinking about the blood of Christ. They're all sitting there, standing there somewhere, celebrating the victory that Christ has won, that we celebrate his blood has been spilt, but hallelujah, his blood still runs through his veins because on the third day, he came up out of the grave. He came up victorious. He came up and said, I'm alive and you're gonna be alive too. I'm victorious and the victory is yours. Praise his name. So we drink this juice in remembrance that Christ shed his blood on our behalf, forgave us and gave us the victory in him. Let's drink together. Now let's sing victory in Jesus.
this changes everything. Your posture about the victory changes today, tomorrow, this week, the rest of this year, the rest of your breathing life. You have the victory. It's not whenever you just think about it once in a while. The devil will cause you to forget, but don't forget. We stand in a place of victory, victory in Jesus.